Everyone up, everyone in. Time for the fun to begin. Come along with me, Lookout Bear, on a brand new adventure. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Michael B. Moynihan here. Zubily Zoo's resident adventurer, Lookout Bear. I, along with my friends Paul, Hello, Zubaroos! And Billy, Welcome to the show! Have teamed up to bring you an informative and entertaining deep dive into the loving world of Zubily Zoo, one episode at a time. So please, buckle up and join us for... When you're in Zubily Zoo, Zubily Zoo, Magic and wonder are waiting for you So come on with us now And discover the wonder of you Welcome to Zoomily Zoo Welcome back to another all-new episode of the Zoomily Zoo podcast I'm one of your hosts, Paul Harder I'm Billy Peck And I'm Michael B. Moynihan, lookout bear from Zoomily Zoo And here we are it's another new episode in another year. We're going to be talking about trading places from all of our spaces. I'm going to trade with you, Paul. You're going to trade with Billy. Uh-huh. Billy, you're going to trade places uh, with Paul. Okay. Uh, we'll all trade places. I'm good Perfect. with that. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I... Now, since Paul opened the episode, does that mean he can't read the synopsis? Because I always look forward to Paul reading the synopsis. Oh, no, no. He's still. But are you going to trade places, Billy, with Um, Paul now? Are you going to trade places and read the synopsis? See, if he opens it, then I should read the synopsis. But since we're trading places, he's going to read the synopsis. (laughs) (laughs) This is getting too deep for me. That's right. Hey, a whole lot of of swapping going on here. (laughs) We look, we're going to have a whole lot of fun with this. We are going to talk about the famous. um, <laughs> Eddie Murphy and Dan Aykroyd film Trading Places. That's yes. right. Well, hey, I think <laughs> the dates, I think we were first. Probably, were we yes. I don't know for sure, but I think we were. I think I, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, Who can find it first? Uh, oh, 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 19. 19- 83. They beat us. Oh, <laughs> plagiarism, plagiarism. <laughs> That's okay. it's one of the one of the biggest tropes in cinema history. Wow. Yeah. Walk a mile in someone else's shoes. Mm. Hmm. So. <laughs> so would uh, would look out bear. Would he be Winthorpe or would he be Billy Ray Valentine? Oh, Billy Ray Valentine. Okay. Oh, yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, he like grabs life by the throat, lives life, you know, <laughs> goes where he wants to go. Oh, Dan Aykroyd actually grabs him by the throat. It was the Dukes. It was. <laughs> I know that movie actually way too well. Oh, well. So. <laughs> well, you tell me, Billy, is Lookout Bear more of the Dan Aykroyd character or the uh, Eddie Murphy character? Hmm. There's sensibilities of both. Um, now, uh, the Eddie Murphy character, he's I mean, he starts. This is this is the whole point of Zoobly Zoo is you you learn and you grow. You know, he was the uh, the low life criminal that uh, um, learned to be better. I don't think I would ever call Lookout Bear a low life criminal. 
Thank you. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Anyway, we don't have to get in any more of that. He always well, said he was more like Winston. You pay him, you know, as long as he's getting paid, he'll believe anything. Now we're going into another. Oh, different Ackroyd movie. I'm sorry. Ghostbusters. Uh, <laughs> well, how, about, how about we talk? Not, let's not get too far before we get the synopsis. <laughs> right. No, let's let's get say, in. We're getting into the weeds uh, here. Zoobly zoos trading places. Just having a little fun with everybody. While working on Bravo's set pieces, Van Gogh and Bill decide to try something new and walk a mile in someone else's shoes. They both learn that trying something new can be fun but challenging. In their eyes, they're never going to be as good as the other Zubal. And will they both learn to look at the world differently with a little help from their friends? Little uh, little Beatles line in there, huh? Um, yeah. That's what I had playing in the background earlier. <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, now, Paul, you specifically wanted to talk about something with uh, the version that we saw of this. Yes. Um, so the, the one we watched had a station promo and it's the first one that we saw with these and it was for W WGBO super 66 of Chicago. Um, how many of those station promos did you guys record? I have no idea. We did a lot of them. Um, I remember there were days that we would just do a, a bunch of them in one day, but you know, we, we talked about our friend Bob Liptak, who now has the Zoobly Zoo archive channel and mm -hmm. has been a good friend of ours for a long time. And Bob Liptak worked at the station that we were on in Chicago. Um, Bob Liptak was, uh, I, I remember him telling me he was the guy at the station who would have to, at a certain time, download the feed uh, from a satellite for that day's episode or, you know, for the uh, an upcoming episode. And, um, and that's why Bob has so much footage of Zoobly Zoo. And uh, he's been so helpful in sharing that footage. Mm -hmm. But um, I think he was at that station. Was WGBO in Chicago, yes, was yes. it? Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure Bob was at that station. Anyway, um, we could have done, I, I'd have to see that promo that you're talking about, but we could have been there. Was it just a few of us in the cast or was it the entire cast? I want to say it was, you know, the main cast yeah it was most of the main cast anyway because i'm pretty sure van gogh is the one that kicked it off because he kicks he, it off, yeah he was what's better than watching a barrel full of monkeys <laughs> well if it was all of us it, besides ben you know right yeah ben yeah. wouldn't always do the promos with us if it was all of us then it was probably done in la on one of the days that we were doing a lot of the promos and if it was just a few of us it could have been on one of the the tours that we did, the appearances that we did at different venues throughout the country where we had, you know, we had signed autographs for kids and stuff. And I remember being in Chicago and doing an appearance and we could have done uh, a promo there, but in that case, it would just be a few of us, probably me and Sandy and Forrest or Karen, um, but if it was all of us, it was one of the many that we did just in L.A. Okay. Yeah, so, I, yeah I feel it, like it was, was all of you. So, yeah, yeah, I think it was all of you. Yeah. Because, yeah, just it, it, it kind of caught me off guard. Start the episode and it's you guys are standing there with a great background. It's what's more fun than watching a barrel full of monkeys. 
watching Zoobly Zoo on WGBO Super 66 Chicago. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I remember doing a bunch of those from um, KTLA in, uh, in Hollywood, uh, you know, a local station. And we were there to do something else. And then they had us do all these promos uh, one day. But yeah. Um, so yeah, the episode starts and and um, we get uh, kind of a new pairing of Zoobles. I don't think that we always see that often. Um, and it's uh, Bill and Van Gogh. Um, yeah, they need to work on their projects, and um, now they basically decide to trade places. I say they're in that classic obnoxious neighbors scenario. Where like Van Gogh's trying to focus and the dang neighbors, you know, working too loud. Yeah. It's you know, I just I, I gotta get my work done. Well, I gotta get my work done. Well, you're not working. Can I read? Um, you know, we we said that we invited Sandy to be here with us tonight. Yes. And uh Sandy, of course, we played Builder Beaver and my good friend. And he was just returning into town from a, a short vacation and said it just wasn't a good night for him to join us. But um, he shared some insights to this episode. And if I could read, um, starting with, you know, his kind of um, what, what his feeling was about this, this episode. Yeah. He said that uh, the original script wanted Van Gogh and Bill to fight, playing up the competitive nature of mammals. And he says we did fight. But at the table read, which was always Monday morning, uh, we would all sit around and read the five scripts from that week that we were going to shoot. At the table read, we fought, uh, meaning we, him and uh, Forrest, fought to remain loving, supportive friends. In the final version of this episode, the theme was encouragement. And the moral was, don't be afraid to ask for help from a friend. And we're just starting to get into the time where we as a cast started to realize how special this was going to be and, and what a responsibility we were going to have to share themes like this with kids at an early age when they can learn at an early age that it, it's important to be able to count on friends. It's important to support friends. And the other thing I would like to bring up, my personal observation as we talk about this episode was Sandy and Forrest. And, you know, for those of you who still are, you know, are learning about these characters, Sandy Grin played Builder Beaver, Forrest Gardner played Van Gogh Lion. This episode to me is uh, when we first start to see the personal relationship between Sandy and Forrest blossoming. Mm -hmm. And, you know, personally knowing them both, I see it, like plain as day that this is when you really see that, wow, those guys are becoming friends. Mm. And the three of us were, were always close. Sandy and I were close and um, Forrest and I were close, but I don't think there was any relationship among the cast closer than Sandy and Forrest. Wow. And it really shows in this episode. And um, we're going to talk about this later. I have to tell you the time where I noticed on screen Sandy totally in awe and admiring his friend, our friend Forrest. So I'll, 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 Ooh, I know that, that story. Get there, but, <laughs> but they, this is like, 
and this is still early in production. And it was like, bam, totally different than our, the last uh, podcast we did was about robot Zoobles. Mm-hmm. And I could, I mentioned that Sandy still looked a little stiff yep. developing his character and boom, you watch this episode. And Not like that at Bill, all. Yeah. Uh-uh, that's the bill that we all know and love and look at him and uh, Forrest working together and just really supporting each other. Just like this episode talks about supporting your friends, counting on your mm-hmm. friends. And that's what they did as actors in this episode. And I think it's beautiful. You know, and man, just talk about the, you know, the, the right things falling into place and happening. You know, if, if you think about it, neither one of them were originally going to be in those roles. That yeah, friendship. Did, that's ironic, isn't it? That friendship. I mean, probably would never have developed, um, you know, maybe, but you know, if Zoobly Zoo was the catalyst, uh, you know, and in, in, in the end, you know, as, as much as anyone else, you know, may have done a great job, you know, those characters are as great as they are because of Forrest and Sandy. Um, so uh, those two, you know, it working out the way it did and, getting in those roles and becoming those characters and becoming the friends that they, they did is, is pretty special. Well, yeah. and, you know, Michael, you mentioned that, you know, this is first, you know, this is the first time you see Forrest and Sandy's friendship really blossom and kind of like solidify. And it, it is interesting that you brought that up because it's also really the first time you see Van Gogh and Bill's friendship kind of, take off and those two kind of start palling around on the show. Yeah. You know, as mm-hmm. yep. you know, the, the, the character team, mm-hmm. much like in the last episode we saw uh, was that lookout team up. Now you have uh, Bill and Van Gogh teaming up as mm-hmm. friends in this one. So, you know, you're starting to see the dynamics. Yeah, kind of form. Those common, um, um, duos you know has kind of been happening here and there you know uh the the kind of sisterly or motherly you know roles between Takatu and was at or like you said lookout and was at or you know maybe more than any of them you know uh bill and bravo um or van gogh and was at like like yeah this is this is really cool that we get to see like this is kind of their first big yeah, you know, deal. So the, the, their duo adventure. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, it certainly doesn't start out as the duo, but it becomes the duo. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and I think it, um, <clears throat> that relationship, Sandy and Forrest, the relationship, and them wanting to have some influence over this episode hmm. was probably not easy for the director to take. Dennis Rosenblatt had a, a very different style than David Grossman, who, um, you know, our last podcast was Robot Zoobles, and David mm-hmm. Grossman directed that one. David Grossman really was open to our input and um, and our being he was open to us being creative. Dennis Rosenblatt is just a different type of director where mm-hmm. he was very organized, and he came to the set with his shots planned, and here's where we're going, and this is how it's going to be. So, I think it was probably harder uh, for David to deal with things like Sandy and Forrest saying, no, we're not going to fight. We're, you know, we want to project 
this feeling of acceptance and uh, and love, and and that might not have been how Dennis, you know, saw this, but um, but Dennis was great and open, you know, to mm-hmm. to our input, and then he would make the final decision. But I, I thought about that, especially on this episode, where that was so important um, for Sandy and Forrest to to project this feeling of love and acceptance, friendship, when the script was asking them to fight and to have conflict. Sure. Um, so uh, I I love uh, Bill Sandy's uh, parts here, where he has the Van Gogh apron on, he's hanging out and. You know, Van Gogh's art studio and he's just painting away, obviously like a very you know, crude painting of, you know, uh, a sky and trees and, you know, whatever. And he's just dancing around. He's like, oh, I can do this with one hand behind my back, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. And and, <laughs> and he starts singing so many colors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And like, like he's, he's having fun. He thinks he's doing like this excellent job. Um, and you know, the character isn't really, um, and, uh, I just, I had so much fun watching him do this stuff and, uh, you know, he's not singing the greatest, he's not painting well, but man, he just thinks he's, just the best artist in town as he's he, doing he's it. god's gift to painters yeah um, and and billy i don't know if this question came from you or from a, another one of you know our friends but the question was in trading places question was for sandy trading places um somebody wanted to hear sandy's take on singing so many colors yeah and here's what sandy said because you know we both love Forrest so much and miss him but Sandy says it was an honor to do the lion's song. We always would call each other pet names. He mm-hmm. Forrest is the lion. Sandy's, I call him the beave or the beaver. Yeah. And I'm the bear. Uh, Karen's the bird and Louise is the rue. And Sandy says that it was an honor to do the lion's song and consistent with the theme of the episode. He's not really as good as uh, Van Gogh lion singing that song. Right, but he's trading places with them, and yeah, um, and knew none of us could sing like Forrest, but um, and you know when he did that song, it was this. I believe the second time that Van Gogh appeared singing that song, "Colors in the World," and um, you know it's just such a beautiful song. He's got such a beautiful voice, and then the you know the whole scene of his his whole set with the giant crayons as the as his fence mm-hmm. and the paint brushes like trees and a palette for his house. And it's just so, so beautiful when he does that. And, um, you know, that whole, that whole idea of there are so many colors in the world, look around, experience different things. There are so many colors of human beings and we're all beautiful. Yeah. You know, that's all part of that theme that, you know, it's was so nice to share with kids and, um, and then it's funny to hear Bill tried himself, not yeah. quite as good as Van Gogh, but in his own way, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, then we move along to Van Gogh is is in uh, Bill's workshop, and 
I think he's having a harder time, you know, than Bill is. You know, Bill's not doing a great job, but he's having fun. Yeah, but Billy, can I can I interrupt just really? Yeah, quick? of course. Um, going back to right before uh, Van Gogh's and Bill's workshop. Yeah. Remember, um, Van Gogh was painting and Bill was working in his workshop and the, yeah. hearing the hammering and couldn't get through that hammering. Yeah. And the first time he hears the hammer, he starts shaking. Okay. And there's a big, big mistake that was done in post that could have been fixed so easily. The second time the hammering starts, Van Gogh is painting. And then he was directed to start acting like he hears that hammer and and they didn't put the hammer in soon enough. So it looks like Van Gogh's just shaking like this, you know, and then the hammer sound comes in. Wow. So I just wanted to point out that little no, mistake that's, that kind yeah. of bothers me because it could have been fixed so easily. Right. You know. Wow. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, that's fine. Um, Van Gogh's working in, in Bill's workshop and he is uh, not having so much fun. Um you know, he kind of starts thinking he's doing okay, but then he like starts hammering his thumb or, you know, uh, things are, you know, maybe not held really? together. <laughs> things are not held together that well. Um, you know, he's supposed to be making this tub and uh, Bill comes over and Van Gogh like seems proud of it. Uh, but it was kind of nice. Cause like, I was kind of waiting for Bill to come in and be a little more like, oh, this isn't right at all, you know, and kind of not be mean, but like, you know, Bill's character sometimes, you know, he's he's sarcastic at times or can be a little crass or just very dry. Um, and he's like, oh, you know, well, I, let's let's work on this. You know, I'll help you. And that's kind of where the relationship forms and they're you know, they build this thing together. Um, and now we get this beautiful round tub out of, uh, you know, completely different wood, right. Out of pieces that were not, <laughs> that's how good bill is though. Oh yeah. He's good. You know, and all the Zubles are good at what they do. Right. And that's another good, I think lesson that we're all good at something. Um, it's great to try things that you're not good at. Yeah. And that's fun. But I think if if you really think about it, you're good at something. There's something that you're good at. And, and I think a lot of people don't go through life thinking, well, I'm, you know, I'm I'm good at this. I'm good at that. A lot of people forget to take a take a moment. Think about what are the things you're good at? And I, I think everybody will find that they're good at something. Yeah, for sure. Well, and like the tub scene reminded me a lot of like when you know, a, a kid brings home like, you know, their first birdhouse or something they made uh, and, you know, yeah, ashtray usually, you know, like, I, you know, look, I made this for you at school and the, you know, parents like, oh, great. And it's not a what isn't moment. It's, you know, that's awesome. And you have to encourage them. And, you know, that, that's kind of how that scene felt. Whereas yeah. like, like, you know, Billy said, it could have gone the other way. But it played out more of the, you know, well, you did really well on this. Yeah. But let's explore this a little bit further and let me help you. <laughs> so here's an interesting side note. You mentioned, Paul, that, you know, kids would bring home this project that they worked on at school. And for whatever reason, you're right. 
it was usually an ashtray. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. How weird. Well, because I, everybody smoked in those days. I still have in my bedroom the clay, like, uh, or porcelain, I suppose, um, ashtray that I made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, it's very, very strange. Um, and neither of my parents smoked. Um, <laughs> but I think, if, I think, uh, you know, at your age, uh, parents were starting to get smarter about smoking and not as many people smoking, but yeah. right before you generation before you, everybody smoked. Right. So you make an ashtray and it's going to be very popular at home. <laughs> I just used it as like a little bowl for popcorn or something. Yeah. <laughs> Candy dish. Candy dish. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so no, they, they help each other out. They finish up the, the tub and they have a celebratory high five. Yeah. But, but Bill <laughs> decides to climb up on top of a desk to give yeah. this high five. Uh-huh. Um, and that was funny and I don't know, an interesting choice. And I didn't know if that was assuming it has to be just some ad lib. Um, because why else would somebody, you know, just want to jump up on a table to <laughs> jump down and give a high five? Yeah, well, super five. You know, I that's another thing that we asked Sandy about, mm-hmm. and like I said, uh, Dennis Rosenblatt uh, was would come in very organized and had uh, done a lot of work before uh, we started shooting the scripts that he was directing. And so to, to make changes, I can't imagine it was easy for Dennis to, you know, make changes uh, because, because he had done so much work on it. And, you know, and I think as a cast, we probably weren't the easiest to work with for a director who was as organized as Dennis. And mm. uh, when it came to that scene uh, where Sandy uh, jumped up, you know, on the table to give a high five to Forrest, uh, I asked Sandy about it, and his answer was this: uh, My, it was his idea to do it. He says uh, Forrest was much more athletic than I was, and I wanted to be able to reach his very long, outstretched paw. Then he said, "Of course, I ran it past Dennis first, <laughs> but and apparently Dennis was okay with it. Like I said, it must have must have been." not easy for Dennis to deal with us as a cast who sure. all of us, you know, starting now still early in the series, feeling comfortable enough to want to add our own, you know, uh, character traits in a, yeah. In a yeah. So, um, and then there's another thing that started happening in this episode and it, it kind of went overboard in this episode and you'll see Sandy and Forrest even react to when it goes overboard we had a, a tradition on the set where it'd be a long day and, you know, we'd be working, rehearsing a scene or whatever, getting ready. And then we'd get ready to do it. And we'd all look at each other and we'd all yell, let's do it. And we'd shoot the scene. They put that in this scene and you see Sandy and Forrest say, let's do it. Earlier on, they say, let's paint it. Or a couple of times, you know, they said different things. And, uh, and then at the there was a point where they said, "Let's do it, let's paint it, and let's build, let's mm-hmm. build it," you know, for the uh, yeah. the tub. And then what was it that they said 
near the end and they look at each other like, oh, uh, we just took it a little too far. Um, what was it? Oh, let's show it. And it didn't make much sense. And they look at each other kind of puzzled like, yeah, I think we're done with this joke. That was totally them. Wow. Adding that in. And it was mostly, I remember the let's do it yell that we would do was mostly when David Grossman was on the set directing. Okay. So this was them probably having to uh, talk Dennis Rosenblatt into allowing them to do this again. And uh, apparently he went for it. But even the, you know, if you go back and watch it again, when they say uh, something about the show is about to begin and they say, let's show it. And then they look at each other. Yeah, that, that didn't make sense. <laughs> See, and this is this is my favorite thing to do is learn all this stuff and then go back and rewatch. Yeah. Because yeah. I pick up now on different things and like, oh, okay, well, that's what this is, and that's why yeah. that happened. And and that was total ad lib of oh yeah, we've we've run this joke into the ground. And I'm like I said, I'm a little surprised that Dennis Rosenblatt went for it. Mm-hmm. As the director. Um, so, yeah, in the previous episode, I started to get uh, the two productions confused, but the episode starts, you know, it ends with um, uh, a smaller Bravo production and it's the, uh, oh, what the heck is the title of it? Something, something, the candlestick maker. Um, yeah. The uh, three something in a rub a dub dub rub a dub dub three men in a tub or. Yeah. Or is um, that not the title in this, in the script? Uh, I don't remember. Um, uh, but yeah, it's, in a tub. Yeah, it's um, you, Bravo, and was at uh-huh. are in the tub. Um, Bill and Van Gogh are in the crowd watching and uh, talk to this is where Bravo gives her a, a, a whole sheet of paper like, hey, learn this. You yeah. have to <laughs> she's she's at the podium and then she has to run over and she has to uh move the waves of the yeah. water. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, but uh, in this, um, you're wearing a little bit of a different outfit. Um, yeah. And I, I wonder if it was just, you took your, your vest off and it's just that blue shirt underneath or what, but um, well, it's a green shirt, by green, the way. But... Well, I'm a little colorblind. Well, so. <laughs> and did I, I now you'll have to remind me, was I wearing an apron and a chef's hat? Or something yes the something the chef the candlestick I'm the, maker I'm the, um, the meat the the i'm the butcher the butcher there it is yeah yeah the butcher the baker and the candlestick that's maker. it the butcher the baker the candlestick maker that's yeah. that's what i was trying to remember um yeah so you are the butcher yeah. um so the butcher is yeah. zoo <laughs> yes <laughs> oh now that's yeah. a horror movie <laughs> what was the uh, what's the the broadway musical now i can't even think of it sweeney todd sweeney todd yeah <laughs> wait what oh yeah sweeney todd i could be the sweeney todd of zoobly zoo oh. sweeney todd was actually but, a uh, i mean i'm aware of sweeney todd what's that i I know what sweeney todd is yeah um oh you said broadway musical i thought you said bravo musical <laughs> okay yeah, yeah yeah no i got you now yeah that's funny no, look out there. He couldn't do that. Yeah, hey, you never know. <laughs> you never know. Now, I don't know if you're aware of this, but 
you know, a, a show that I was a big fan of that had somewhat similarities as Zubilee Zoo was Banana Splits. Oh, I love the Banana Splits. And Banana Splits oh. a couple years ago came out with a horror movie. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Where someone tampers with the uh now they weren't they weren't characters, they were they were uh programmed robots. Yeah. And someone tampered with it and these robots went on a, a bit of a spree. Wow. Um, now I wonder if man uh lookout bear becomes the butcher. Yeah. Ooh, that could be bad. Oh yeah. Well and while you were telling us that story about the banana splits, I went back, took a look. It's uh, just the the apron. Yeah, I took off my vest and they put an apron on me mm-hmm. and I still got my regular green hat on. That's yeah, I, at first I, I took note of it because at first I was like, oh, he's wearing a different outfit. And I was like, ah, oh, no, he might have just taken that that vest off. But, uh, you yeah, know, still still a little apron. different. You know, it's not yeah. very often that we see you outside of, you know, the traditional clothes so well um and the 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 best thing for me uh, one of the things that really warmed my heart um was the very end of this episode Mm -hmm. when um van gogh reprises so many colors in the world the great song and that's when if you go back and watch it that's when you can see sandy really um admiring wow his friend our friend forrest and his amazing talent and and it's he totally breaks character. You you can't notice it much unless you really know Sandy. Mm-hmm. But he totally breaks character. Watching Forrest sing that song again, and and we've talked about this before. He was singing it live, you know, mm-hmm. to a track as we recorded that episode. And you know, he wasn't lip singing; he was singing. That's his mm-hmm. voice live, and it's just so remarkable what a great singer he was. And you can really see Sandy at the end of that episode, watching him sing and, and become Sandy admiring his friend Forrest. Well, and it makes sense too. Cause a lot of those times, you know, if it's a, a solo song, you know, they're, they're kind of off on their own. Like it's their own scene, or maybe the Zoobles are off in the background, you know, watching from a distance, but like those two are like right there. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, Van Gogh or Forrest is, kind of singing directly to Sandy in a sense. And Sandy is right there, like front row seat, you know, able to uh, witness it firsthand. And yeah. And I bet you anything, if Sandy could have been with us here today, we miss so much. Like I I don't sit and watch every episode, but as we prepare to do our podcast, I watched that episode. Yeah. And I guarantee you, Sandy would say the same thing at the end of that episode. He is, Sandy in awe of his friend, our friend Forrest's amazing talent. Wow. Well, if you go back and watch, you see his jaw drop a little bit. Yeah. Did you notice, Paul? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. No, it's I, I'll, I'll have to go back and watch that one, too. Yeah. That's very sweet. It is sweet and it's very special. And I don't think, you know, Sandy will ask him when we when we're with him, but I don't think he'll deny that no. he was there uh, in total awe of, of Forrest talent. And it's just beautiful. His voice is so beautiful, you know, mm-hmm. say, cause yeah, I've been, I'd been waiting for that uh, scene since 
like, and I can't remember if it was you that told me the story, if it was Sandy that told me the story previously. Um, so I'd been waiting uh, for that scene specifically. Yeah. To, and that's what I was watching for was basically for him to come out of character. And yeah, yeah. you can, when you're watching <laughs> yeah. for it, you, you see it yeah. and you just, it's, it's subtle, but subtle. It's he, he just kind of yeah. sits back and <laughs> like, he's just whoa. so taken aback. Yeah. That, you know, you have Forrest in this just powerhouse role, just yeah. this beautiful song mm-hmm. that, um, you know, you, you, you get goosebumps listening to. Yeah. And I mean, it's just a gorgeous song with his, you know, just beautiful voice. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I couldn't imagine sitting like maybe what less than two feet yeah from that performance yeah you know i mean i get goosebumps watching it on tv Mm -hmm. you know no matter how many times i've seen it i still get goosebumps every time i see it and you figure this would have been one of the first times that he actually sat through it so and for us to to witness that just being on the set watching it it was obvious that this is a very special moment. Yeah. And, and we're doing this for kids. We're yeah. doing, and I mean, this is, this is the real deal. This guy's singing that song yeah. so beautifully and it's for the kids. It's really special, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, see, and that, that was one of the things that was really great about this series was the songs and, you know, how they were written, the messages. And then like, the way they were performed. I mean, it's powerhouse songs. Yeah. This one, especially, don't you think? Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. He was yeah, the singer. He was really the singer. Karen, yeah. great opera singer, really great opera singer and didn't get a lot of opportunity to show that on the show, but Forrest, I, oh, I would say, yeah, is she just was a singer. Just, I, I think her character, unfortunately, like loses that because like she is such a character yeah you know where everyone else like a, everyone's obviously a character but a little bit of them shines through not that you know some of karen doesn't but she's such the character that yeah it doesn't it just doesn't lend itself for you know amazing yeah. singing all the time to say yeah, talking to such an over-the-top yeah yeah and i heard she had opportunities over the 65 original episodes to really show that, but it was always in kind of a charactery way. It wasn't in a, in a sweet, like authentic, beautiful moment. Right. Yeah. That like uh, we talked so many colors in the world is, it was just that whole, so many colors in the world is just such a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. And it was used strategically, I think over the series in moments that were very poignant. When Karen got to um, demonstrate her vocal chops, it seems like it was mostly comedic, you know, and you're right. Yeah. Right. And, you know, Karen yep. was Karen was a great comedian. She had a great nightclub act, very funny oh, nightclub wow. act that she incorporated her operatic, you know, uh, voice. And that's neat. But um, yeah, but I don't think there was anything that compares to Forrest singing that song. So many colors in the world. No. Yeah. So yeah, Karen was definitely more the uh, com- uh, comedic relief sure, uh, throughout sure. the series. Yeah. Um, so then the uh, episode comes to an end and we have, uh, you know, Mayor Ben finishing things off and we see a, 
a return of a prop that uh, oh yeah it's the it's the 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 bowl of sugar yeah <laughs> from the spaghetti episode well yeah but remember the the episode begins <laughs> and he's he's making some sure you know concoction cookies baking, baking that, that banana oh, he's cookie, making a man. big banana cookie that right? giant banana cookie yeah. at the end yeah. i want one <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Not if he doesn't peel that banana, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but that's funny, Billy. And I didn't notice it was the same sugar. I, I think it container. was the same. I, maybe it wasn't. That might have. But I thought it was. And I'm uh, sure it is. I have to go back and look, but it's got to be. Right. Um, that's great. Yeah, because that's that's one of like the first things that I, you know, that I asked about was, you know, when we had. No, I don't. Remember if Gary was on that? No, I don't think Gary was on that one or not. That was one of the first, like, what I thought. Well, this is a weird question, but hey, there's garlic and there's sugar, and they keep yeah. putting it in and put. And it's like, hey, so it, it's it's nice to see like those little, even so small of of callbacks, you know. Yeah. To and you know. I would always get trading places mixed up with that episode. What was the name of that episode? Do you remember? Oh, where um, it was the odd couple. Where, episode. Yeah, where Gary and Sandy what was have it called? to choose a crowd. Choose a crowd. crowd. Thanks, Paul. Um, I always get choose a crowd mixed up with training places because it's a similar theme and stuff. Sure. But. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, and you know yeah. what? These are these are still in the very beginning stages of production. So it we could have shot those two episodes the same week. Oh, sure. And mm. and that would explain why that that sugar container was so readily available. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Gary, can we go back a little bit and talk about how? I'm not going to talk about Gary. Right now. <laughs> now I want to talk about I'm never. Bravo, I never actually. liked him. I never <laughs> will like him. I don't like that guy. <laughs> I hate. I hate his voice. God, I, love I would so never much. ever yeah. attempt to do that uh, voice. No, I would never ever try to do his voice. Let's talk about Gary. I love him. Um, <laughs> I, I want to talk about how Bravo has like a complete disregard for anybody's feelings in this episode, except like, his own. Right? Like he's the, the rest of the Paul. Zubals. Paul, he's actor. <laughs> All we care about is ourselves. We're Apparently, we're narcissists, like, self-absorbed narcissists. <laughs> And he's, <laughs> and he's the worst of all of us. Because, like, you watch it, and like when Bill messes up the painting, you know, you have was that look at like, oh yeah, it's it's okay, you know. And Takatu's talking about the tub to Van Gogh, and she's like, it's good. And Bravo's like, no, it's horrible. It's the worst I've ever seen, you know, and just putting it down every chance he gets. It's like, holy crap. He's brutal. Yeah, but it's consistent with his character, you know? Yeah. Like, like even when really... talking to is like, no, it's, it's good. No, no, it is not. It is bad. It is really, <laughs> really bad. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, it so, is funny and but totally consistent with his character. And, yeah, you know he uh, he doesn't really care about people's feelings. He cares so he about sugarcoat nothing. <laughs> cares about himself and cares about his productions. You know, <laughs> right? 
So yeah, it's uh, an episode that doesn't have a, a ton of lookout bear in it, but um, anything particular, uh, anything else that you remember from this one or? No, I think, you know, I think I touched on all the things that sure, really sure. stood out to me in this. And But, you know, I just want to, like, not to harp on it, but, you know, we lost Forrest. Yeah. And, um, uh, you know, <clears throat> I'm just honored to have been, have been able to work with him and to call him my friend. And it was uh, so nice to watch this episode again and really, really see um, the friendship between Forrest and Sandy blossoming and, and developing. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, well, after we finished production, they, they remain really close friends. And it's something that I admired. Um, I, you know, consider Sandy one of my closest friends. And I love him like a brother and Forrest too, but I didn't, you know, didn't share that type of closeness that I see that Sandy and Forrest had. And sure, I, sure. it was beautiful for me to, you know, to witness and, yeah. um, and to be around, we would go on the road and we, we do um, tours and things and sign autographs for kids and, and be in, you know, pretty sometimes difficult settings where we'd be in makeup for a long time. And there were kids yeah. who, didn't you know have been waiting in line all day and we're supposed to stop and they didn't think they'd get to see us and we said screw it we're staying here till all those kids get to see us yeah. and have a picture with us and and so some you know some difficult situations and long long hard days and Forrest and Sandy and I Karen uh, Gary Louise all of us but a lot of times it was the three of us me and Forrest and Sandy and um, and Karen uh, would do a lot of them Mm -hmm. And um, you know it was it, it was really um, nice to to really see that friendship uh, that really strong bond that Sandy and Forrest had. Um, so you can really tell in this episode that that's developing. Yeah, they yeah. they had just met at this point, but early on it was developing. Sure, and it's no, a beautiful no. friendship. Yeah, it's that's a. That's a thing I've always really liked too. Is is I can see, you know, from a distance. Like I have this friend, and I have this friend, and I see that their friendships are starting to become something. And like, you know, obviously, like I'm part of it too. But from a distance, I can see that friendship growing. Like it just warms my heart. Like I yeah. like seeing that type of thing. And obviously that's the same type of thing that it was for you was kind of watching a little from a distance, obviously involved in it as well, but you see that friendship mm -hmm. growing between those two. That it's like, you know what? That's, that's really cool. Yeah. It was real. And you know, sometimes you, uh, a person could feel jealousy uh, or envy in a situation like that, but sure. we were just all um, close and, and I just really loved watching that friendship grow. And, um, and I had my own friendship with each of them, but yeah, of course, but that was a really uh, beautiful friendship that they, that they shared. And I wish Sandy could be here for this part of this episode. And, um, and when we do have Sandy on, I would like to, to listen to him talk about that friendship. It's really beautiful. Yeah. And for sure. Um, uh, you know, that's, 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 what's neat about when we get these guests on is we can get more of their specific um, experiences. Um, 
obviously you do a very great job of remembering so many things, even outside of the things that you just did, but only they can truly tell their stories and uh, him talking about forest. I'm sure we'll, we'll um, definitely bring bring your tissues. That's all I'm saying. Oh boy. Um, (laughs) I don't necessarily mean to blindside you by this, but this question has nothing to do with the episode, but it does seem rather timely considering what we've been talking about. Um, so Forrest's birthday would have been a few weeks ago. Um, what's your, what would you say is your greatest memory with uh, Forrest? I have a lot of great memories of Forrest because we spent so much time together and so much, so much time together that we're in difficult situations. And, you know, imagine like, us being on the road somewhere and and like i mentioned earlier kids waiting to see us now they're going to start turning them away because we're only supposed to be here until 3 p.m do we turn these kids away no don't turn them away we'll stay here and then you know we have to be whisked into you know this room to do this and that and and um you know just my my memory of forest and um and you know the rest of the cast but forest especially and Sandy and well, all of them, but was that just that we, we were always willing to make sure the kids um, were happy and the kids had a good experience. And, you know, think about how many casts of a TV show care that much about the kids. Yeah. You know, we, we all got the job. We're just actors, but it turns out all of us really cared about the kids and one of the kids to benefit from the show and to have a good experience. So my greatest memory of Forrest, I think is just an overall really feeling of his love and his dedication to children. Um, he, you know, his son, uh, I'm still in touch with just, you know, a little bit on Facebook, but his son now has two children. Mm. And, um, you know, Paul, I just, you know, besides, besides that first time he's saying, so many colors in the world on the set that that at that time, that was my greatest memory of him. And, you know, I looked up to him and admired him for his talent, but then it became about, um, you know, the, the work that we did with kids and for kids and, and the admiration that I had for him um, for, I don't want to say the sacrifices that he made, because I believe that we benefited maybe even more than the kids did that, you know, that we, spent the time with, but just, um, I just admire him for his talent and, um, and for his real dedication to the kids. Yeah. Um, I don't know how else to, you know, to say, it. I think, you know, I, I first like, like went nuts about him when I heard him sing that song and then, um, and then, really grew to admire him for his dedication to, to kids and yeah and being willing willing to um you know put himself in situations that may not be comfortable because he knew it would mean something to the kids yeah yeah no yeah. it's great um you know he really seemed like a special guy yeah so it's nice to know that you know so many uh you know had uh you know great experiences with him and you know, can continue to, um, you know, help share his legacy 
in a way as well. Yeah. So. Are you guys trying to make me cry? Not at all. Not intentionally. <laughs> but hey, you know, if you do, it's it's oh, okay. God. It's authentic. Yeah. It's nothing but love. And so. you know what? I got to tell you, with all the, I, I make it sound like, oh, we it was such hard work and we did it for the kids. We had so much fun and laughed and laughed and laughed. And, you know, Forrest was a super funny guy and loved to laugh and uh, made us all laugh. Okay. So, so you, uh, you've, you've talked a little bit about, you know, some of your, you're hanging out with, with Gary stories. Yeah. You know, maybe, you know, going out, staying out a little too late. Um, <laughs> having maybe a few too many sodas. Mm-hmm. Um, any, anything like that with, with Forrest or was it no, mostly Forrest, just, I'll tell you, Forrest was not, that wasn't his thing. Okay. And Forrest was serious about getting his sleep. He was a very, uh, athletic, you know, mm-hmm. dancer and, um, yeah. you know, kept his body in really good shape and, you know, it was just a different type of lifestyle. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. So we would, we would go out, we'd be in this, whatever city we were in and Forrest would kind of turn in early and, um, you'd, be, you'd be getting home by the time he was waking up to go something work like out. that. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, we're all different. No, absolutely. Um, Nothing like wrong trading that. places. The episode trading places, you know, talks about we're all different. And yeah, uh, um, I think Gary and I are more similar than Forrest sure. and myself. Sure, sure. And um, Sandy sometimes would come out with us, but uh, Sandy would always uh, at the time he was smoking. I, I don't think he's smoking now, but I don't want to bust him on anything. Sure. But Sandy loves Diet Coke. So we'd land at the airport wherever we were going. And Sandy would ask to stop into a convenience store to get his Diet Coke and his cigarettes at that time. And uh, Sandy would be happy staying in, drinking his Diet Cokes, having cigarettes. Sometimes he'd come out to dinner with us, but a lot of times it was me and Gary going out to to the dinners (laughs) and uh, Forrest and Sandy staying in more. Okay. But uh, I've turned into a beaver. Yeah. Have you? (laughs) Are you drinking Diet Cokes there, Paul? Well, diet lemon lime at the moment, but yeah. Yeah. Well, yep. Sandy's Sandy's Diet Cokes, and I don't think he's smoking anymore. Uh, I hope not. Maybe, but we'll ask him. We'll uh, we'll uh, put him on the the hot seat and ask him when we have him Sandy, on the show. Are you still smoking, Sandy? What? No. Why would you ever ask anything like that? <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, because we love you, Sandy. Right. <laughs> No, it's it's fun to learn some of those different dynamics uh, between, mm-hmm. you know, the the relationships. So that's all. But yeah. All right. Well, I'd say uh, that's a, a pretty good conclusion to another great episode and fun time hanging out. And as always, I hope everybody, you know, learns some new things and, you know, goes back and is able to pick out some new stuff in the episodes and you know, heard, you know, cool things about the dynamics between the characters and the the relationships of the people themselves. And, you know, make sure if you're not, please be following us on, you know, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all at Zoobly Zoo Pod. And uh, if you're, you know, listening to us on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please just, you know, um, subscribe. And that way, the when new episodes drop, they go directly to you. 
and you can listen as soon as they come out. So all that is very much appreciated. And we thank you very much for being here. And we'll see you next time, Zubaroos. Toodaloo, Zubaroos. Thank you all again for joining us on these new Zoobly Zoo adventures. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search for Zoobly Zoo Podcast. Bye for now, Zubaroos. Zoobly Zoo.